Welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart Podcast. This is a place where you will get an experience, not just advice. There's so many podcasters out there right now that's giving advice. But you have a story. We all have a story to tell. And whatever your story is, I hope that this is the podcast for you. This podcast will bring to light those things that's in the dark about God, about relationships, about yourself. And I really do hope that this podcast brings us to a place to want to live a higher, more conscious, more God-like life. I'm a family woman. I have been separated, divorced, and I have some life experiences. And I simply speak from my own experiences and from the experiences of others. I hope that this podcast enlightens and be a light in the darkness. Welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart. Shay's Heart fam, how are you doing today? I hope all is well. I hope that your mind, body, and spirit is balanced. I pray that your relationships are peaceful. Your home life is peaceful. And I pray many, many blessings of joy and love and bliss over your life. Today, I want to remind us that anything is rebuildable. And just as a reminder, whatever was burnt in the fire was meant to be burnt. It no longer serves your purpose. That's how you know. If it was burnt in the fire, that means it was meant to be burnt. But whatever survived, That's what you build off of. 
So as we go about life, and that's the shade verse for today, y'all. As we go about life, we need to realize the power of, you know, the, the purity process of going through. And today I want to speak about rebuilding. I want to speak about rebuilding after after the mistakes, after people have done things to hurt you and done things to make you not trust them. Or just whether if you're in a rough spot in your a rough patch or a rough spot in your relationship where things have happened and I want to, I I have a segment that that speaks on the rough rough patches and how to get through it, but I want to just make this an update version of it maybe because I'm currently going through it myself and I can, I feel it in my cells. Okay. On a, on a cellular level, it's different when you are physically going through a rough patch in your life and you having to make decisions that's this going to be for the betterment of your family and yourself. And one of the hardest things to do is to choose self over anybody else. Choose one of, one of the hardest things to do is to choose home over work. I've personally declined hours from my job because because I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I chose to work more hours, there's less time my daughters. I could be working up to 10 hours a day, but I chose certain shifts for that reason. I could have been working multiple jobs. I chose not to do it because that's taking time away from me cooking and preparing meals and being there to help my daughters with their schoolwork and being there to play with them. And I don't want to miss all my daughters' schoolwork or their childhood while they're still children, at least, for the almighty dollar. You know, I want to be able to invest in them and going to the after-school programs and I don't want to become a workaholic because of my pursuit of money, my pursuit of paying bills. So for me, sacrificing everyone else and putting home first, that's a major level up for me. And God is God is still blessing my home. We we're not lacking anything. Because I'm putting first of all, I'm putting I'm putting God first. And I am, I am prioritizing myself, and I'm and I'm creating a healthy, harmonious balance within this home. And that is more important than money. That's more important than that. I rather I rather I'm I'm, I'm I like I stop sacrificing my authenticity, me, me being authentic, for being fake. Because a lot of times, you know, people will love you for who you're not and hate you for who you are. 
And I've seen many, many, many rough days, many, many hard nights. I cried and I walked the floor and and I couldn't sleep because I was mentally battling something that people didn't understand. I would go to Sunday service or I would go to a Bible study, even prepare for my own Bible study uh, at the house. And I would struggle mentally. And people didn't see it because I smiled because of my countenance or my disposition. But people don't understand underneath all that was a woman who was struggling with things. I couldn't take off that mommy hat. I couldn't take off that caregiver's hat. I couldn't take off whatever hats I wear. I just had to be all that. And I think that comes with being the strong person. Because when you're the strong person, you're always the one that's putting everything back together. You're the, you're the one with the hammer and nails, and, and you're the one that's repairing all your relationships while everybody else don't care about it. And when I began to nurture, when I began to nurture those who nurture me back, when I began to pour into people who pour and who, who pours into me, when I stopped putting energy towards people or circumstances or places that wasn't serving my highest good, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't fulfilling the life purpose that God has me, I realized something. Everything shifted because I was no longer putting my attention to other people because where your energy where your energy go where, where your energy flows that's where it goes and so a lot of times you know what where, where, where we put our attention that's where our energy flow so if you put your energy into someone or something that's not productive or fruitful you're going to get an empty harvest every time and if you constantly sacrifice yourself you want to constantly get an empty cup. If you're constantly pouring to your children, your family, I'm not trying to contradict what I'm saying by keeping home first. No, pour into your own cup. Drink from your own cup first, and then give it to the, then give it to your family. Get then give it to your child or children or whoever is living with you or you by yourself. Maybe pour it into if you have a plant. Pour it into that plant. If you go buy flowers at. at Kroger's or, or water at Kroger's. Hey, put you know, put some plant food in there. You know what I mean? Water that. It's always something to water, y'all. It don't have to be a physical thing and not a pet. Maybe just writing your journal, just you know, just leasing tears. The thing is, we have to learn how to prioritize self, and that doesn't make make you selfish. I think that this world, the way it's built, is built on making people feel bad about themselves because they are doing what fulfills the highest calling. And that's for our soul to live and thrive. So when it comes to rebuilding, we can have all the tools but no one there to rebuild with. So what do you do? What do you do when you have no one to rebuild with? And now you have brokenness and you, you've communicated with people and no one is there for you when you need help. What do you do? That's what the strong ones are for, like myself. We, we're able to handle the weight. We're able to handle the things that comes with 
life. Everybody can't. So when it comes to being in our relationships, a lot of times we take on that caregiver's road. We don't, we handicap our partners by always trying to be there and, be, and do that and, and trying to make sure they're happy. And we prioritize everybody else for hours. But the thing is, we must get out of the headspace while we're doing that. We must. And we can't constantly be the caregiver. And even that much, if you're the caregiver, what will you do when you get sick? Who will take care of you? That's God. Or your children. Thank God for them. But it's it's processes and steps in rebuilding. First, we have to humble ourselves. Because if one or both parties messed up, you should be able to apologize. Acknowledge that hey, I'm I messed up. And that or like acknowledge your humanity. Acknowledge that that you did something wrong to someone. And I think some people so plagued with guilt and shame that they don't know how to do that. Some people are too egotistical, too too narcissistic to even apologize and, and, and hold an accountability. But that may actually hold the key to the reason why your relationships aren't working or currently working or maybe in the past. Or even if you're on good term, not, uh, terms right now, that can take a left turn in time if you're not humble. The second thing is, once you acknowledge, <clears throat> you have to express yourself in a way that's tactful, in a way where you express yourself. I'm asking God how to say this. When you express yourself, you express yourself in a way where you have, where you, where you are, you have clarity when you speak. Thank you, God. So when you have clarity, when you speak, you're actually able to voice those things. You're actually able to to voice it. But the the thing that really should be to, uh, well, going to the third point, but what should be two <clears throat> is listening. I bet it. Be an active listener because that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. Because when we listen, we're actually able to hear what the person is saying without having to ask them a question. You want to act, have to ask them if you were listening actively. And that's where we, you know, speak. And the fourth point, once you got into that place, you have to have patience. Because you can express yourself and apologize. You can call. You can do all this. All these things. But don't expect that person to always sacrifice. And when you when we go through these different things and, and feelings and saying these affirmations and even receiving payments, we all need to take a step back to reassess things we've done in the past. Because only in acknowledging that 
and only in listening, active listening, letting the person talk. Whether they did wrong or not, you will find that a lot of your conflicts will be solved. And patience comes with knowing that whatever happened, whatever went down, these let's say someone did you wrong. That person that did you wrong needs to come to the place of acknowledging, you know, that, okay? But that person needs to be patient with you as you go through your own process. They can't, like, someone can't hurt you and determine when you get healed. Well, get over it, no. Just because now you've come to the realization that you done me wrong, why rush my process? Because, you know, it makes you feel worse. No, that's why. But some some people have hurt people and done things multiple times, and they come back and they, and they, and they come through the same door. But eventually, if you want healthy boundaries and, and, and you want to maintain a healthy relationship, if you have if you had one, if you have one now, is to create healthy boundaries for the, for the relationship. Because some people will push and push and push and push until they can't push anymore. Because it's worked in 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 a, in the past. If they manipulate you like I'm sorry I'm doing this I'm going to do this better, and then you get it, then you decide to even take steps forward in faith to reestablish the parts that's not burned down. A lot of times people don't want to do the work of going through and having the conversations and things like that. And it takes a certain, it takes a certain humbleness and wisdom and discerning to know when and how to set healthy boundaries and, you know, and, and how to put it where if the person is disrespectful, you won't have to leave your vicinity. But if you vicinity, but if you have to, it will give you an opportunity. Or if you have children, you want the children around. It's like you have to create space to talk and and, and be patient with the person as they go through their process. And if both parties were wrong, then you have to let that person go through that thing. Hold the hand while do it, do it, you know, to remind them and reassure them, hey, I'm here for you. I apologize for what I did. I won't do it again. Whatever you have to do. And a lot of times if you do this, you will find that it will be more and more and more forgiveness, more and more space to grow and make mistakes. Because one of the most human things to do is to give someone grace, grace Grace, according to the word of God, is unmerited favor. And that's unconditional favor, unconditional love, unconditional uh, uh, unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, and more. But the thing is, a lot of times we're not willing to do that because some people have hurt us so much that we don't know how to take that. And honestly, some people really not, some people really, they're not aware of how bad they hurt you until they see the aftermath. It's almost like 
like you fall, you didn't know you were going so fast on that bike until something happened to the bike or you fell off the bike and then you began to feel it. And a lot of times, I believe this happens in relationships. A lot of guys didn't realize your importance. A lot of females didn't realize your importance, whatever your purpose may be. And then they didn't realize who you were. So what happened was they played with you because they felt as if you were desperate. And when you have a partner that's willing to sink back in a little bit, you have to let them do it and, and, and stop telling them what and how you want it done and how that makes you feel uncomfortable. No, you're the one that put them in the headspace because when you, it doesn't matter who did what first, if if you are dating or even living with somebody, you have to give someone the opportunity to at least try to fix it. And even if that means forgiving them, but never getting back with them, forgiving them and just being cool with them, just clear the air. And the next step is to be open. Being open is everything. And I think that goes back into the last point. When people want to fix things, you have to let them. And if someone wants to come and fix it, you have to give them the opportunity. Well, you don't have to, but I would advise that you do. Because I have to tell you, accepting people for what they are is beautiful. So, so I want to remind us that's listening to this. You're going through a lot in your relationship. You're going through a rough patch. Keep going because you're going to sometimes have to go through hell to get to heaven. And just know that you have guidelines. You have certain things out there to teach you how to set healthy boundaries. Setting healthy boundaries within your healthy relationships will help you maintain that femininity. Okay? But anyways, I love you. I wish the best for you. If you're in a rough spot, play music, do things together. Pray for them. And I'm saying prayer is like the most powerful thing you can do for somebody. If you are not in a good headspace and you're not talking to them, praying for them is a, is a way of reaching them because God would speak to them if they are spiritual enough to see, hear, and comprehend God. They, you know, God will get them. And the universe has a way of opening up things and opportunities for you to talk. There's an opportunity to talk, have a conversation. Let your pride, drop your pride, put it to the side, and explain to that person what's going on. But if you want to rebuild bridges, you're going to have to stop the patterns that, that cause the bridges to have holes and gaps in them. And a lot of times... These codes and gaps come from unhealed hearts. There's an, there's an analogy in the Bible about the parable of the sower. One, one seed was, uh, fell upon the ground and immediately taken up by, uh, taken up and, 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 and eaten. 
And the second one, or not eaten, but it was taken up by a bird and taken away or something. But the second one was the thorny, was the thorny ground. No, no, no. The shallow ground, and then the third one was the thorny ground was choked up by by his environment. And the fourth, and the fourth one was the hundredfold or the good ground, good soil. Excuse me. So, or the good seed. But the thing is, our hearts carry conditions, and sometimes we can become complacent with our partners in life, and and bitter and resentful. We can become lazy, prideful, angry. And we have to watch the condition of our hearts because everything begins and ends with it. That's why it's at the center of our bodies. Even according to analogy, it, it, it's, it's the control center. And so with us understanding and getting to that place of, of, of that, we can then see and feel and sense all of that. We can see and, and we can tune in and, and know, okay, this is what's going on with me. And I believe one of the last points is awareness. That's why when you're able to tune in, you're actually aware of you. It's, and, and you don't make the argument about what they did. You make the argument about what happened. Hey, you did this. This thing, this this particular thing was hurtful. You know what I mean? Now, I get that sometimes some, somebody may have said something or done something, but you have to let them know this thing was harmful. It hurt me. And so the other person don't feel attacked. And the more aware you are of you, the, the more aware you're going to be around those other people. And you won't share that frustration that you once had. But I hope that someone said that may help. And continue to Level up, love on God, love on your family, love on yourself, love on your partner, love on your children or your child, and forgive people. And not, stop letting them live rent-free in, in your head. And forgiveness is a tool for you because if you hold on to resentment, guilt, or or anything, you're slowly choking yourself out and you're going to die. They and it's like you are committing suicide from the inside because your heart needs to be dealt with. You're making yourself literally sick from the inside. But I want to reassure everyone that's listening that there is hope and you can rebuild. It's just Somebody may have to get the nails and tools and another person might have to get the wood. But work together and come to resolve together instead of separately. Stop trying to defend yourself and help yourself out. Realize that it's someone that really loves you. And that person may be your person, but they may be going through a hard time and hurt people, hurt people, so they're not in a good space will make you think that they're going to be a good space with you. So use this time 
to work on you and to acknowledge yourself. And that's the reason why I'm doing daily inventory of yourself and that and that awareness your heart it shows a lot and it shows up in everything we do but I hope that this segment helped and spoke to some some couples and I want to pray before getting off God we right now we thank you Right now, right now, God asks that you intercede. And in your words, that where where the enemy, when the enemy comes like a flood, you 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 would lift up a standard. God revealed the standard that's that's going to help and and help our relationship. God, we just thank you right now. And God, we just pray that you come in. And you work on us and you deal with us accordingly to your will. We pray these things. We we also pray that you bring peace in our homes, our body, and our minds so we can make better decisions. That we can choose people based off who we're going to be, not who we are right now. We just thank you and our love in Jesus' name, man. I love you. And remember how the heart flows to issues of life. Shay's heart.